welcome back to Story Magic, the podcast that will help you write a book you're damn proud of. I'm Rachel. And I'm Emily. And today we're going to talk about our favorite trick for making your writing life easy. Oh, I love this trick so much. I use it literally all the time. <laughs> um, so the trick itself is pretty simple. It's basically just whenever you're feeling stressed, especially about your writing, um, asking yourself, how am I making whatever you're doing at the time? How am I making things harder than they need to be? And how can I make it easier? It's so simple, but it like blew so- my mind. Yeah, I, it it really is like I mean I'm an overthinker as well, and you just get into these thought patterns. You just get into these these holes of it has to be like this, or you know it, it's got to be a certain way, or you, you work yourself up sometimes into a tizzy, and sometimes you just got to take a break. Be like, yeah, what am I? How am I making things harder than they need to be right now? Why? Why is this so hard? Yeah, it's. <sighs> I so I have anxiety and I'm like a constant overthinker and perfectionist. Um, and those are like my brain's kind of defaults that I've been trying to slowly chip away at for the last couple of years. But I have since I started really doing this mindset work on myself, I've started to recognize that my brain likes to it really likes to make things harder than they need to be on purpose because there's that narrative, right? Going back to hustle culture, that hustle culture narrative that if something isn't hard then it's not worthy. And so my brain is like, well, let's make this harder (laughs) so that you feel more worthy. And it's such bullshit. Like things don't have to be hard in order to, you know, be done well. Um, Things don't have to take forever in order to be worthy. Um, And so this question has been really helpful for me. Yeah. I, I think, I think a lot of this stems from, at least for me, um, this, like you're saying, this somehow desire or need or neuroses to like make things challenging. Like things were typically easy for me growing up. And I'm talking, I'm thinking specifically in like school. School is not a challenge for me, but mm-hmm. what that ended up, people called me lazy like all the time and that I needed to like work harder and that I needed to um, like focus on my schoolwork. And I'm like, I it's done. I did it. It's not that hard. And then they'd be like, well, you need you need more of a challenge. That was, I feel like, the constant message of my childhood. Um, challenge yourself. Challenge yourself. Make mm. this harder than what it should be because somehow you need to be challenged. And, I, like, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be challenged, that you shouldn't, like, try to grow, challenge yourself in healthy ways. But that's shown up in so many different things in my life of, like, it feels wrong when it's simple feels like I'm doing something wrong. feels like it's yeah. going to – like I'm taking a shortcut if it's easy when it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. It's this narrative that it like if you're not being challenged, then you're being lazy. Um, and those two things are not connected no, <laughs> at all. Not at all. Uh, not also, at laziness all. doesn't exist, but that's a whole other episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do, I do think it's true and like – It's one of those things where when we first started the business and we would sit down to like write a blog post or an email, I would overthink the crap out of it. I would have like outlines and I would do many drafts and we would give ourselves lots of feedback. And it was like this, I feel like, hopefully I'm not overstepping, but I feel like it was this joint mindset of like, 
we got to make this hard or, you know, it's not, our business isn't going to succeed. Like if we're not, um, you know, constantly showing up and if things aren't hard for us and if we're not like challenging ourselves, um, but like oftentimes it wasn't really challenging ourselves in the sense of growth. It was just challenging ourselves with like how much stuff can we fit in a day? Yeah. Um, I mean, it was busy work. That's yeah. literally what my school teachers called it. I needed more busy work in school because I was not oh busy enough. Did I, did I not tell you this story about – No. <laughs> have I not told you my mermaid story? No. Please do. I haven't. Uh, the story of how I skipped a grade. No. I've never done I don't think okay. so. Podcast. The world <laughs> is now going to know the story of how I skipped a grade. <laughs> this is crazy. So when I was in second grade, my teacher would write all the work on our whiteboard that we had to do for the day. And if you got something done early, you're allowed to work ahead. So I got all my work done basically about noon, half of the day. So I had the afternoon to do nothing, usually after lunch. And so I would draw mermaids. Now, I love The Little Mermaid. It was my favorite movie, Disney movie. It is still one of my favorite Disney movies. But we all know mermaids have boobs. They wear <sighs> seashells. They do. So I would draw my mermaids with little seashells. And that would be like their boobs. That's what they look like. Like I'm like seven years old. I don't – they're not sexualized. That's just what they are. I went to a Christian school. So one day my – te- This is like <laughs> – I can't believe I've never told you this before. <laughs> So one day, we're like two weeks into the school year. My teacher's had enough. She brings out my mermaid drawings to my mom and says, "Um, please talk to your daughter about something about modesty. I don't know. Whatever. So later that night, my mom sits me down and is like, you know what? You know, we need to put shirts on our mermaids. If we're going to draw mermaids, we need to put shirts on them. And so I go to school the next day and I'm like, okay. So I draw shirts on my mermaids. But I gave them cleavage marks, you know, like (laughs) the little lines (laughs) because mermaids still have boobs. Even if they're wearing a shirt, they're still there. So I gave them cleavage marks. So my mom comes or my teacher goes to my mom that day at school pickup and says, "Um, we need to put Rachel in the third grade. She's not (laughs) challenged enough. So I got sent to third grade because I drew mermaid boobs in second grade. Um, but that was like that was like the narrative that I had growing up was like if you're not challenged, you get in trouble. If you're not doing like enough, if you're not staying busy, if you're not working and you're like enjoying the fun of just drawing whatever you want to draw, you get in trouble. So anyway, oh that's the story. That that's is the story of how I skipped second so grade. Wild. <laughs> I know. I know, but like then I made life difficult because I didn't yeah. want to get in trouble for like not being busy. So I feel mm. like I always have to keep myself busy or else I'm going to get in trouble for drawing mermaids. Yeah. It's funny the, <laughs> That's a lot. the connections a lot that are like, <laughs> there's a lot there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're welcome podcast. Now, you know, all of our listeners now are familiar with my mermaid story. <laughs> But it's crazy too, right? The connections that, you know, our seven-year-old brains can make between like, oh, I was wasting time drawing, so I got in trouble and I got, you know, sent ahead a grade um, because Mm -hmm. I wasn't, you know, being challenged and therefore was like, you know, messing around and and how that sticks with you. I think it can Mm -hmm. be really powerful to look back and like, if this is something that you struggle with, um, look for moments like that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Where's the um, Where's the first time this narrative took root? Where's the first yeah. time that someone? What's your origin story? <laughs> yeah. What's yours? Mine is second grade mermaids. So where's yours? <laughs> let us know. Um, like I'm actually curious if you have a story like this. Like you can email us and let us know, or you can do. reach out on Instagram. Yeah, um, that's that's so crazy. Um, yeah. So yeah. So though that you know those mindsets can take a long time to unravel, and so. Um, you know, it's not like asking this question is going to like fix everything no. in your mindset yeah. all at once, but it's a, it's a stepping stone, I think. And it's a, it's kind of a, a crutch and a motto that I've used, um, especially when my anxiety gets overwhelmed by expectations and like these pressures that I'm putting on myself. I'll often just be like, okay, so you have to write an email who cares? Like it can take 10 minutes, right? It doesn't have to be, you don't have to overthink a bit. How can you make it fun? How can you make it easy? You know, like, can you get a cup of tea and like curl up and just write it on your phone? You know, like how getting out of my head about how hard something needs to be can be um, just so freeing um, at the writing mm-hmm. level as well, um, which I know we want to talk about. You yeah. want to talk about oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So when I think about like, how do I make my writing life harder than it needs to be? Um, it has shown up for me in a lot of ways. But the first thing that comes to mind is like productivity apps or just like any type of app that is supposed to be, um, it's supposed to help you. It's supposed to like take some thinking or bring some ease to your writing life or whatever it is. But what would happen to me is like, um, this just happened to me in December where I participated in it in nano. I wrote a bunch of, a bunch of words. It was amazing. It was great. And then like the first week of December, I wanted to try out this new app called, um, for the words. It's not, a, it's not new, new. It was new to me. Um, mm-hmm. but it's basically like a, a gamification, um, writing website where as you write, you get to take out monsters and like the more words you get, the more monsters um, you defeat. So that that's like so up my alley um, as far as video games. Um, but it there's a little bit of a learning curve to like really get into it. Um, and for about two weeks, I told myself I want to write in for the words, but it's really hard to learn. I can't write unless I'm writing in for the words. But it's too hard to learn. But I want to write there, but I don't know how to do it. So I'm not going to write. So it literally was like two weeks of I would be, I had the tab open on my, in my browser of like, I want to, I want to use this. I want to learn it, but it's going to take some time. I don't have the brain space. So I didn't write anything. And then one day I was like, what am I doing? Like, why am I making this? I literally so hard. Why am I making writing so hard? It doesn't, number one, it does not have to happen in four <laughs> words. And number two, it's not that hard to learn it. I just needed to try. So I like almost smacked myself in the face one day and was like, stop it. You're in a thought. You're in a train of thought. You are in a cycle. It does not make it easy. Just make it easy. So then yeah. I just was like, okay, I'm just going to like write words in this little box that for the words gives me. And then I did. And it was amazing. And now I love using the tool and it, it's been super fun, uh, but I made it so hard of of this narrative. I've had clients before do the same thing with like productivity apps where they have to have everything laid out, mm. um, everything like completely organized. They need to have everything like perfectly put inside 
Notion or perfectly put inside Scrivener or their entire outline formatted correctly before they'll even try to write because they feel like that's helping, but it's really just making it way harder than it needs to be. Like just open up a tab on your computer and like write words and that's totally fine. That is easy. It doesn't have to be more difficult than that. (laughs) Yeah. I think oftentimes um, because writing is so vulnerable because you're putting, you know, you're putting words on the page and then you're most likely going to have to revise them, which means they're going to fall short of your vision for the story along the way. That's just like how writing works. Um, and then it's this, right. If you're writing something, chances are you're hoping to share it with people. So there's the fee, you know, that long-term fear of what are people going to think of this? And our inner critics, I think, can sometimes mm-hmm. get involved in this making it harder where it's like, well, if I make it really hard for myself right now, I'm not going to make progress, which means I don't have to face my fears, right? So for mm-hmm. me, that comes up in like, um, and I know there's other writers that struggle with this, like plotting apps and like world building mm-hmm. apps and um, and things like that, that trying to you're trying to organize all this information so you don't actually have to put work into the work itself. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did that last fall. With a, I had finished my draft and I was like trying to plot or, you know, kind of plan out my revision. And I was like, oh, my timeline is crazy. I need a timeline app. And so I got, I think it's called Aeon. It's A-E-O-N, mm-hmm. however you pronounce that okay. word, Aeon timeline or something. And it was so complicated, like so incredibly complicated. And I was in there and I was like, and I, I spent like probably three days just trying to figure out this app. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, what am I doing? I can just make a spreadsheet. Like it doesn't yeah, have to write right. it in a journal. Like I don't need yeah. to learn a whole new app just to plan my revision. But it was totally my brain being like, this revision is scary. Let's mm-hmm. waste time on something. Um, and so, yeah, asking myself, like, how can I just make this easy? Like, how can I just do my timeline in the simplest possible way, um, just open me up to to continue to move forward and not spin my wheels. Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of this making things harder than they need to be is some sort of a coping mechanism, is some sort of a, a an avoidance, or it's a a fear of failure. It's um, a perfectionism issue. It's an imposter syndrome thing. It's like you're you're not just making it harder just because it's fun. I mean, most of us don't. We might have that surface level of like, oh, I can't wait to set up this app. It's going to be so much fun. But underneath it, there's usually some sort of a, a pressure you're putting on yourself. That's why you're making it harder than it needs to be. And if you can catch that thought and you can be like, I'm only doing this because I'm avoiding revisions or I'm only doing this because um, I'm afraid of writing words that are bad or I'm only doing this because I know that I'm about to get into act two and I have no idea what's going to happen. So I'm trying to fill my time with something else yeah. because I don't know what to do for act two. Like there's, there's usually something. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I, I think that the, the, there's so many, so many ways that this can show up in writing apps is like such a, such a big one. Um, like yeah. the right, the right writing app. Um, I, we had a writer ask us the other day, like, um, should I write in Google Docs or Microsoft Word? I'm like, mm. it doesn't it, either, either. Like what's easiest for you? Um, and ha- I, there are so many, there are so many like what ifs to that, to that question. You, you can do whatever you want. It doesn't have to yeah. be difficult. My answer is going to be whatever is the easiest way for you to show up. That's what you should do that day. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And we also, I think, f- flow. Do you ever get into flow, Emily? Like a writing, like flow, a flow state. A fo- yeah, focus. Uh huh. Occasionally, um, yeah, but not yeah. always. Not always. But can you write when you're not in flow? I can. Can yeah. you? Yeah, I can. Um, is it? Uh, I mean, when you're in flow, it's this state of. For me, it's almost like a euphoria. It's like you're blocking mm-hmm. everything else out and you're – I have ADHD, so <laughs> it's going to explain a lot as we're talking. But <laughs> hyperfocus is what it is for me, is this this mm-hmm. version of hyperfocus where it feels so good to be singularly your attention on one thing. Um, and I would tell myself – this is how I would make my writing harder as well for a long time. I had to get in that flow mm. to – have any value to the words I was going to write um, or have a productive writing time. I said that for so long. I want a productive writing time. So I need to be in flow. And what that requires is a chunk of time to get in it, to get in the flow. Mm-hmm. So I would look at my clock and be like, I don't have an hour, so I can't write today. Yeah. I'm like, why? Why? Yeah, um, just making it harder. Mm-hmm. Making it harder. Yeah. Yeah. That would show up for me for a long time. And I know we talked about this on a on a past episode mm-hmm. um, about how for for a long time, recently, not so much, but for a long time, like waking up pretty early to write was my um it just worked really well for me. Um because I my brain was freshest, like with anxiety, like the, my it like thoughts about things I was anxious about for the rest of the day hadn't yet intruded. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. my brain was clearest. Um, but I, I came up with this narrative that if I didn't write before like 8am that I mm-hmm. wasn't going to happen, that I wasn't going to write for the rest of the day. And that's just like not true, but it felt so true to me wow. for so long. Um, and now I recognize that I can, you can write, you physically can write at any time of the day. <laughs> yes, um, you can. <laughs> It's just a fact. Yeah, and, and like um, with any with any amount of time, I I I think there's a lot of value to knowing yourself and knowing like what are optimal states yeah. to to write in. But we overthink that to mean the only states that we can write in, and in yeah. that way we we make it way harder than it needs to Absolutely. be. You know, if you if you know that you really enjoy flow state, fantastic. Make your life like try to make your writing life revolve around that. But you don't need to hold yourself to this optimal standard because you believe you're not going to accomplish anything if you're not in those standards. You can write for five minutes. You can, and there are so many different things of like what writing actually means. Um, we yeah. can do a whole episode on this as well. Um, but we do talk about it a lot in our, in our email list. Um, writing is brainstorming is rereading your outline is reading words you wrote last night or three months ago. Writing does not just have to be sitting down, putting new words on the page. It can be anything and you can have any amount of time in order to do that. You don't need to overthink and make it harder than it has to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another way that I see to to bounce off of that people make writing harder is by saying they have to produce words in order for their writing session to be, um, you know, worthy. And so if, I don't even want to use that word. <laughs> um, um, but like, 
that's not true either, right? You can, there's so much that you can do. A lot of my writing time happens on walks. Um, it happens on, um, you know, just sitting and staring out the window or journaling. And so it doesn't have to be like a word count going up. That's a, that's a huge way that people make it harder for themselves because then when you don't meet that word count, then you are really hard on yourself and that shame cycle can keep you from showing up again um, because you're afraid of failing that word count number again. So, so just, I think what we want you guys to take away today is like, whenever you're feeling that resistance, um, whenever you're feeling like a little bit stressed out or a little bit um, anxious or a little bit frustrated with your writing, ask yourself, what is it that you're trying to do in that moment? And how are you making it harder mm -hmm. in ways yeah. that you don't need to? Yes, exactly. And, you know, if you're like me where you get into these thought patterns where you barely even notice that you are making it harder. This is a good time to like check in if you're feeling resistance or if you haven't gotten any pages or if you've not had any writing time or any words to the page or any whatever that looks like. If writing itself has felt like this massive thing that has a mountain that you cannot climb, that's the time when you say, "What? why is this so hard? Why am I making it like this? Yeah. Um, it, it it takes some conscious like, okay, awareness of what am I doing? Why am I thinking like this? Um, and you can, you can catch it. You can break out of those patterns and get back to a writing life that feels good. We want to have writing mm -hmm. lives that are sustainable and that make us happy and that feel good. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to add one last thing for the perfectionists mm -hmm. out there who are not going to see this as making things harder. Um, <laughs> Because I've been in your shoes. But I think this doesn't just apply to like your process and showing up. It can also apply to the actual act of getting your book out where mm -hmm. if you are striving for a certain level of quality, I'm putting that in quotation Air marks. Quotes. <laughs> you can't see me in the video. But um, <laughs> if you are striving for a certain quality before you feel like you can move forward um, because you think that that's going to save you time later. I'm just going to say, A, it won't, and B, you are making it harder on yourself. Um, we have to go through iterations in writing, and we can do whole episodes on this. But, um, you know, you're going to have to revise. You're going to come back. You're going to change things. Um, if you're striving for a certain level of quality before you feel like you can move forward, you're slowing yourself down, and you're making it harder on yourself. Um, let it be easeful. Let it be a little bit messy. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. I love that. This is a great end. So make your writing life easy. You can do it. Yeah. You can do it. Alrighty. So if you want to build a successful, fulfilling, and sustainable writing life that works for you, you've got to get on our email list. Sign up now to get our free email course, The Magic of Character Arcs. After seven days of email magic, you'll have the power to keep your readers flipping pages all through the night. Link is in the show notes. We'll see you there. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.